for taking care of us, for helping us, for holding us, and for blessing us. Thank you, Lord. You've been wonderful in our lives. You've been too faithful. Praise and glory to your name. Praise and glory to your name. Thank you forever. We love you forever. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Did anybody get through the challenge? You are not here. Two hour praying in tongues challenge. Yeah. Nobody went through it. Hmm. Cool. So what do we do now? This week? Mm. It's going to happen this week. Ish. Is it too difficult? Is it too difficult? Anyways, be strengthened. Amen. Whenever you, we set our hearts out to understand the um, activities of this world, it looks weird because the numbers don't add up. But let's come out from the world and let's look at our personal lives. Do you understand everything happening in your life? At least he answered. <laughs> Do you understand everything happening in your life? It's Because can you just imagine that you look at your life and you don't understand things. This is your life. Not like you're looking at somebody's life. But your life. And things are not clear as you want them to be. So this life is a mystery. You believe in that? Do you agree? It's a life of mystery. I was watching a debate between two wild people. One is a Jewish rabbi. The other one is also from this Indian side. And they were, they seem like, you know, they have understanding. So as they were talking, the Indian 
man said, because the rabbi was asking about love. And then this Indian leader said, love is not a factor that exists. Let us know so that you can also share what you think about it. He said it's just an emotional building. You build it emotionally. But it's not like it's been there waiting for you. Or it's supposed to be there. It's something you generate emotionally. And you can choose to let it go anytime you want. Do you agree with that? Do you agree with that? Do you agree with that? Not in a biblical sense. Christ died for us because he loves us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is true. Christ died for us because he loves us. But was the love like there or he developed it? That is a debate. Was it a developed love or it's just been there? For example, I didn't really want to agree with him, but I'm looking at something here. If you put my mother here and you put my wife here and then you ask me, who amongst them do I, am I proud of? What would be your answer? Your mom and then your spouse. And then choose the one that you are very proud of. What's the answer going to be? It depends. Okay. But I have a straightforward answer. I don't know why you're saying it depends. Yeah. The word proud, that's like the dictionary de definition of it. No, proud. No. Who are you proud of? I, I, I didn't even go. Because, you know, this being proud of will be connected to love later on. Do you believe it? Okay. Maybe when I give my answer, you might... You might... Uh, Bring up another thing. I'll look straight and say I'm very proud of my wife and of my mother. Not because she's here. I'm saying it. Why am I saying it? If I were another kid from next door, would she have loved me the way she loved me as a son? Because you've given birth to me. So it's like you have no choice but to love me. That's true. African-wise, it's true. It's true. I know mothers have given birth. They threw their babies out. They whatever. But I'm talking about this one that she accepted to love me. Okay. 
she accepted to love me because I'm not a kid from the next street. Someone in an interview asked the mother, would you have loved me if I were the kid from the other side? The mother didn't give an answer, but she cried because later on she said she's never thought of it that way. And it could be true. I mean, can you love the next kid, the kid next door, more than your, your, your own child? Is it possible? You love somebody's kid more than your own kid? That is human. That is crazy. It shouldn't be. More than your own. Yeah, I don't think love is found by blood. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, you could love someone like more equal to how you love your own offspring. Like yeah, saying, like mm -hmm. you have an adopted adopt, child. Yeah, they love them the same. No, adopted is just like yours, okay? Because you are you are a mother straight out because of the adoption. Then somebody's kid. He's not in need of love. He's okay in his family. He has parents. And you want to love him more than your own. Well, see, is that possible? It hasn't been there because according to you, you can choose to love your own child or not. So the love hasn't been there if you have to choose. No, still choosing it is this, it still end up being the love. Because you, you, you know that if you choose that, you're going to love it. Mm -hmm. So then the love has always been there to choose. I mean, people can choose not to, I mean, you can say you don't love them. But uh -huh. a part of you, sometimes just spending time with someone, uh -huh. something about them, you love them. That's why we... We marry people we don't like not from our own blood or like because yeah. we didn't give birth to love. We can learn to love them. But so the love is like, love. like the love you have for your child is different from the love you have for your spouse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but then at the end of it, it's still like love, you know. Like, that is in levels, right? Different, different levels. <laughs> But if love is there, but the amount of love uh -huh. can differ. But if something on the person has to attract you to love, is it love? It was an attraction that brought in something, an emotional thing. Because definitely, you ask spouses like couple, what is it? Why do you love this person? 
they will bring out reason like, oh, so she was coming and you know, and there's always a story. There's always a story to it. Which which more is it to it? Thank you. So something causes an emotional attraction. Not that you met them. Like you can meet five, ten people. Are you going to love them? Somebody did something. So something attracts what is not there to be there. Do you agree with it? Yeah. So we... Yeah. Had it not been what he did for us, right. we're not going to love him. Right. So there's always a That is amazing. So there's no true love in this world. Is there? Because it's, it's like what you're saying. We didn't do anything to attract Jesus coming to die for us. He wanted to die for us. But wait. If he he loved us, even Bible says, even when we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. But I see from a point that there's like a business deal. He always knows the end from the beginning. Did he know that coming to die for us, and he has the power to come back to life? Do you see it? He didn't die and like died and died. He still came back to life. All right, and. What happened? He knew if we look at what he did for us, we're going to love him and serve him. So who is profiting? Are both really profiting? We are profiting more. Really? How is that? Uh-huh. Who made us? Who made us? Did he know we were going to be sinners? Yes. And he still made us. Yes. And allowed us to be sinners. Then he came to die for us. Yeah, he knows we're not but he, he made us. So why didn't you make us perfect? So why would he give me free will? Knowing that the free will is going to make me imperfect. It's going to cause a lot of troubles for me, even between you and I. Right. And then you have to now come and suffer for me to show me love. And then now, like the Bible said, that we are heirs, joint heirs with Jesus Christ, if indeed we suffer with him. So he came to suffer for me. Now I have to suffer for you so that I can prove my love. It's not like a game. Let's go. Let's go deeper. Now, if have you read the book of Enoch? I I have read and titled the whole book of Enoch. It's not it's not in there. They didn't add a lot of books to the 
66 books we have in the Bible. They left a lot. These are human beings bringing what they think they should bring together. But there are other scriptures they never added. Like the book of Enoch was discovered. Uh, discovered sorry. And then I read through. Now, nobody had gone into realms like Enoch did. He worked with what, 300 years. You can imagine the things he realized. He has been to the end of the, of the, of the world. He, he wrote about it. He wrote a lot of things. He saw a lot of things. Now, according to the book of Enoch, that's how sin came. People believe that, uh, like we read in, the, in Genesis, okay, that uh, the snake caused Eve to sin and Adam to sin. That's how sin came into this world. Not really. Do you know why? Because the the truth is there. You got to really go deep with me on this. The truth is there. But in bringing the truth together as a Bible, human beings did it. But the truth had been there. People have written about the truth. So, say Dave wrote, Vivi wrote, you wrote, you wrote. But I chose to bring only two people's truth to give a definite answer. It's not going to work until I've had the other people's truth. And amazingly, the reason why they left out the gospel according to Thomas, because a lot of people think that Thomas never wrote any gospel. We have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and Thomas. But Thomas wrote, and the things that Thomas wrote, if you read them, okay, if you read what Thomas wrote, in comparison with what the other guys wrote, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you realize Thomas went very deep and very raw. But they didn't add that to the scriptures. Let's go to Enoch. There are angels called the sons of God. Okay. Don't miss this. These angels called the sons of God. They are Heracles in the angelic realm. Okay. And these ones are called the sons of God. They came into this world. Don't forget. The angel who was in charge of the Garden of Eden, that one is in the scriptures here, was Lucifer. Satan. This guy we call Satan. Lucifer. He had been in charge of the Garden of Eden ever since it was made. That's how come he could transform into a snake and do what he did. He was in charge. So you ask yourself, why is it that God brought him down here after they defeated him up there? Because his station was here already. And it became a fallen station. So he was demoted from his station, but he's been here. But there were other sons of God who are also called angels. Enoch had the names. I, I can get the names for you. They started teaching human beings sorceries these were the guys who were fallen with satan i will say that the angel the beast dragged one third of the stars these are angels who have become fallen angels they started teaching human beings sorceries prostitution anything you want to call sin okay listen carefully you can make your research. 
It's very important that you do your research too. But I can get you the book of Enoch. I've, I've made it into a code. So you just get it and start reading it. Now, they taught human beings how to go against God. And, and they were giants. They started sleeping with the women. If you read that, there's a part of the Bible where Bible says God said he was not going to strive anymore with the man. Knowing how man has gone astray. Man has gone astray. And then you read in the Bible where that was in the sons of God. Saw how fair the women were and laid with them. These were the guys. So they brought forth giants. Okay. Now their children, of course, they were giants. They slept with women. The women gave birth. And they gave birth to giants also. Like the Goliath and all those people. So they had the strength of angels but they were purely human now these guys taught they taught human beings of that time how to sin and then it was reported i read the whole thing because enoch saw it as revelation just as john saw the end of the world and wrote revelation just as um, moses saw how god created the world and wrote in the beginning called greater this is that Enoch also had that privilege to see what happened. And then he said he was placed at the throne of God where one of the angels, I think it's Michael, one of them, went to God and reported what these guys have done. Now God is all-knowing. So when the angel was saying to God what the other guys have done, he said, Thou knowest all things. But this is what these guys have done. Their judgment and their punishment, wherever they are, they, they were put now. They are still there. They, are, they, were, they were imprisoned in a different, very hard way. Okay. So the question here is, the beginning of sin happened because of some stubborn angels. God made angels. Did he not know? All knowing God. Did he not know that some of his guys were going to mess up? That is where I'm coming from. Did he not know? I mean, these are his attributes. Omnipotent, omniscient. So did he not know? He knew. And then he placed judgment on them. But sin had already been released. Like, have you heard of this guy in Ghana called, um, uh, what's his name? Kokumeni really goes to him a lot. Ajagraja. Ajagraja. Have you heard of his name? Okay. I mean, he's on, he's on YouTube, so, and Facebook and all those things. You, I mean, you don't look for it, but it's there. <laughs> Anyways, he said that name Ajagraja, okay, is an angel. Okay. And a lot of these people who want to, some sorry, as they put it, spiritual churches, they, they tell you they were prayed with angels. Now, when you read the book of, the, se the seventh book of Moses, how to invoke these angels. The words to recite. 
I bought that book, went through the whole thing to prove if these guys, guys were angels, just to confirm what I was studying. And they were angels, but they are demons. Okay? Angels, but they were demons. Why are they demons? Because they fell with Satan. They can come up, appear to you. You know, they are spirits. They are, if I tell you the number of spirits in this world, you'll be amazed. They are spirit, bad spirits. And are you are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Are you sure? I want to open something to you. Are you ready for this? Hmm. Let me just Let me read this to you quickly. Isaiah 10. This is very interesting. Isaiah 10. I'm reading from verse 5. Okay. Carefully listen to this. I've spoken about this before. During the lockdown where we we're having service at the, at the living room. But so Isaiah 10, starting from verse 5, listen to this. Oh, Assyrian. This is God speaking here. Oh, Assyrian, the rod of mine anger and the stuff in the hand is mine indignation. Who is this Assyrian? The Assyrian is supposed to be like the prince or the king of Assyria. Okay? But... He got, he got possessed by the demon over Assyria. Okay? This demon or the spirit in Assyria is what God is calling the rod of my anger. In other words, God was using this bad spirit called Assyrian. Because if I tell you are the rod of my anger, that means I use you to punish when I get angry. You get it. The rod of my anger, the staff in your hand is my indignation. I will send him. Now listen to this. Verse, verse 6. Don't mind him. Just pay attention. I will send him against an hypocritical nation. God says, I'm going to send this Assyrian who is the rod of my anger. I use this guy to punish a lot of people. Now God is righteous. Right? Why is he using... This bad guy, this bad spirit, to punish. Are you getting the picture? We will get there. I'm not taking you from God. <laughs> no, no, no. But what it is. I was sending against an hypocritical nation and against the people of the wrath, of my wrath. Well, I give him a charge. I'm going to give this spirit a charge to take the spoil and to take the prey and to tread them down like the mirror of the streets. How be it? Now, verse 7 is the problem. How be it? He meaneth not so, 
neither doth his heart think so, but it is in his heart to, to destroy and cut off nations, not a few. I'm sending this guy to punish a nation who are, this nation is very hypocritical. But he says that this spirit, that's not what he intends to do. I'm sending him to go punish, but that's not what his, his intentions are. His intentions are, here's it, how be it, he meaneth not so, neither doth his heart think so, to do what I ask him to do, but it is in his heart to destroy and cut off nations. So he's not going to just obey God to go punish one nation, and he's going to cut off nations. And I explained to you how be that this Assyrian was in charge of the COVID. If you remember, it's still in the podcast. If we went very deep with that, receive understanding and i i pray really do verse 8 for he said are not my princes so you see that this spirit called assyrian has other demons under him are not my princes remember the prince this word prince when daniel prayed for 21 days and gabriel went to give him an answer he said i was coming the first day you started praying I was given the answer to come. But the prince of, Asi, of, of Persia withstood me 20 and 1 days. And Michael the archangel is with me. As I'm talking to you, I have to go back to the fight. And after this, the prince of Grecia will come. Meaning, they will overthrow this demon of Persia. And Grecia kingdom will rise. So if he says other princes, that means he's the highest of the demons. It's called the rulers of the darkness of this world. They are the highest of the demons. And these rulers got principalities and powers under them. And the Assyrian guy is saying here that are not my princes. Verse 8. All together kings. <laughs> as a not, he's I mentioned their name. Kalno as um, Kashemish. There's not Hamath as Arpad. There's not Samaria as Damascus. As my hand had found the kingdoms of the idols. And whose graven images did excel them of Jerusalem and of Samaria. Shall I not as I have done unto Samaria and her idols. So do to Jerusalem and her idols. It goes forth. And then the punishment for this Assyrian was there. What is the picture here? Let me give you a clear picture. So, don't forget the scripture. God used an Assyrian demon to punish hypocritical nations. Now, the question is, why will he do that? We are trying to understand God because we want to understand life. Okay? That's why we are doing this. We want to understand life. We want to understand what goes on in this world. So, the question here, do you have any answer? Why do you think God would use a demon to punish a nation? Any answer here? No answer? Is it a question? <laughs> any answer? Uh, let me take you to Colossians from verse 15. 
This helps us to understand the preeminence of Christ. Okay? Colossians chapter 1. We are dealing from verse 15 to probably where we end. Maybe 23. Okay. I like something that, um, was it the Ephesians? Whenever they, they preached to them, they went back to research to prove the preaching. So I wish you could do that. From verse 15. Who is the, um, talking about Christ, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature? 16. For by him were all things created. For by him, what does it mean? If we say for by him were all things created, what does it mean? By him. That means through him were all things created. Remember John 1. In the beginning was a word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Nothing was made. That was made without him. So nothing in this world was made without Christ called the word. And here, Paul says that for through him, for by him were all things created. That are in heaven, that are in the earth, visible and invisible. Whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. He mentioned here thrones, dominions, principalities and powers. There are angels called the thrones. And those angels called the thrones that fell with Satan are also called demonic thrones. There are angels called dominions. And those of the dominions that fell still are called dominions. But they do negative. They, they oppose the good dominion guys. Principalities. Powers. And he says all these things were made through Christ and for him. Why would God choose a demon to go punish a nation? I'm trying to let you understand here. Because he made them. They are for him. Why didn't he kill Satan and the stubborn angels? Why didn't he put them in everlasting caves? Why did he release them? And an angel gave an announcement. He says, woe unto the inhabitants of this world, of the earth. For this guy, Satan, has been thrown down to you. He says, rejoice ye heaven. So they were happy that they threw him out there. But said to us, woe unto us. Why would he do? So, the very first time they threw this guy back to earth with all the demons, the fallen angels that came to him, the earth was in trouble. Do you catch it? All things were made by him and for him. 17. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. What does it mean? Let's, I'm using scriptures to explain scriptures. He says, and he is before all things. Okay? And by him, all things consist. All things consist by him. So he's, he's holding everything. Babies are being aborted. Innocent people are being killed. On the earth. That was made by a living God. So much evil. 
like 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 solomon said even where there is righteousness eh, even where there's right when we read ecclesiastes 3 use the messenger bible is even where there is righteousness there is iniquity so god will judge unrighteousness and righteousness but if righteousness is righteousness why should righteousness be judged you understand we are supposed to be called church in every church setting why do we still hear news of evil going on in churches including the churches that we believe have been there for a long time as a church as a church from christ do you understand this, the, the picture? Let me bring it very, very personal. Like my father, serving as a pastor in Pentecost. You know, they transfer like other. They. And then they believe that. I don't know if. Whoa. I don't know if you've ever heard this before. Maybe Dave probably might have heard it because. When they are doing the transfers, okay, did they say that God brought him here and he's being transferred? He's taking him to another place. They usually say that. God brought him here. And then, as our pastor, are you here? As our pastor is being transferred, God is taking him there. They usually say, I hear that a lot for a lot, a lot of times. Now look at this picture. You transfer somebody from Accra, okay, to a village called Adwajiri. Those days was bad. And then you say, God is sending him there. Hear me. <laughs> Yet, I set my heart because I saw the frustration that we as a family had to go through in the name of transfers. I set my heart to understand, is it really God sending pastors like this in this church as transfers? When I made my investigation, you know they have apostles, area apostles, regional apostles, and then council members. They sit and determine who goes where. But you come and tell me God sent this man from here to there. See why the Ecclesiastes is saying that where there is righteousness, there is iniquity. This man suffered so much plus other pastors because other people in the name of apostleship wanted to take you there. That is crazy. Just recently, I was speaking to another man of God. And then, in their church, it's not Pentecost, it's another church. He also said the same thing. The politics. Now, even within so-called charismatic churches, we that we are called charismatic churches, when we get to a level like Lighthouse Chapel, Christ Embassy, they also do transfers. And the politics in it. You understand? A lot of things have gone on. In the name of church, 
spirituality. Why I don't understand this? Let them know. We as the leadership, we are taking you here. How did we get to Accra? Let me tell you the history. So my parents were in Elmina. That's where they gave birth to me. And then there was this apostle called Patrick Isiama. So my father named me like Isiama. That's why I have the Isiama. And he liked my father so much of what God was using him to do. So when they brought him to this apostle Isiama to Accra, he was able to bring my family to Accra too. Was it God? And then something happened. My father started prayer, Friday prayers. It was very huge. This apostle made a remark to my father. Upon, I was passing through and I saw the people in your Friday meetings. Very powerful. Then my mother said to him, do you understand the language he's saying? My, my father said, what is he saying? You have a lot of people coming. You are making money. In other words, come share. That's how now they make people leaders. Whether charismatic, Pentecostal, whatever. The more you were a giver, the more promoted you get. Where there is righteousness, there is still iniquity. Why God was still judged? He said the judgment will start from the church. So my father said, okay, let's do this. They went to the market, bought foodstuff, a lot of them. Went to give to, went to the um, area machine house, gave to Apostle Siena. He didn't like it. Why? He's an apostle. Foodstuff is not a big deal for him. You get it? You had to bring something. And because of that, this is a story my mother told us. The man got mad. When he was getting transferred, he asked that they transfer us from Accra to Adwejiri. See human beings. See human beings. It's not only that. A lot of things have gone on. Are we not supposed to be, like Paul said, the custodians, the, the, the stewards of the grace of God? Do you catch it? They, 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 they took... <laughs> this is funny. They took somebody from... Is it you or some of these nice foreign countries? And then to one place, a village. And it's like a punishment. In relating to us human beings, don't we exhibit these qualities also to our own selves? Why will a mother and a father give birth to children and because one of them is this or that, they love this one more than this. Yet they tell you, we love everybody together. Are we not supposed to be spirits connected to the spirit of God? We are Christians, isn't it? So why this wickedness? And then you come to the scriptures looking for answers and you are told that all this evil we see that were taught by these guys called the sons of God were actually from God. Now, was God not killing people for disobeying him? 
I'm coming to a, a place for you to understand something. Was it not punishing people? Look at the days of the people of Israel in the wilderness. The earth could open and swallow them for being stubborn. When God told Moses he was going to kill all the Israelites, okay, and use the children of Aaron, the high priest, <laughs> to start a whole generation. And Moses said, don't do it. Because the nations will hear it and they say, you brought these guys from Egypt just to kill them. And the Bible said, according to the King James English, God repented. God does not repent. But the Israelites repented mean that he changed his mind. But at the end of the day, how many people go to the Israelite, to the Canaan land? Two. The thousands that followed, two. Who were they? Joshua and Caleb. The people still died. So did he really change his mind? No. Now when you read the Bible, you realize that God was losing souls. He was losing his people. Jesus came to die to bring in the era of mercy and grace. So now you don't die. The earth will not open to swallow you. But you are given chances to repent. Because whether I like it or not, you are going to be judged. But the earth will not open up to swallow you. We can lose souls like that. Let's help them. Pour this blood. He didn't want to pour the blood of bulls anymore, bulls and calves anymore. He poured his blood. Now, the blood speaks for us. Bible says the blood of Jesus Christ speaks of better things than the blood of Abel. Because his blood speaks of vengeance. The blood of Christ speaks of forgiveness. Give chance. Please give chance. So you wonder, this is a very wicked guy. Why is he still alive? Give chance. This is a very good guy. But why did he just die? <laughs> it's all about chance. Is it not too obvious? It's like the good, the good guys even die more. Faster than the bad guys. Why? In God's mercy. When he sees that there is bad coming to the good ones, that could corrupt their very eternal life. He allows them to be taken. Just to save them. There was a vision of a, one, a man of God who died. He was one of the very powerful, influential pastors. He started moving on a very bad angle. And according to the revelation, God allowed a, a deadly sickness to hurt him just to save him. You understand? Let's go on. 18. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. So why is he the head of the body? So that he will have what? The preeminence. Like the first say, the first respect, the first love, the first of everything. Yet, have you not heard that some people were having church? Like these people, like in China, they had to hide to have church. Because they will, be, they will be persecuted and all that. And yet, they find them out, bind them, and kill some. Afghanistan was recently putting plastic bags, was putting human beings, Christians, in plastic bags until they died for lack of breath. 
lack of air. Suffering. The Bible tell, makes us understand that there are four levels of what we go through. Somebody call them four callings of every Christian. Suffering. Losing. Sacrificing. Dying. Look at the lives of the apostles. From the Old Testament days to after the Bible days, the men and women of God that have come into this world, see how they left. And when you study their history, eh, I have different books on what we call the God's Dean Rouse and how all of them passed away. Now, let's forget about how they even died. What they went through in their lives because of Christ. They lost families. They sacrificed their careers, their money, they, a lot of things. They died. A lot of things. What are we talking about? For you to understand your life. Understand this world. And even understand God. That's why I'm saying these things. What we have to realize here. Like Isaiah said. Let me, let me look for the Isaiah thing for you. Huh. Isaiah said something like a prophetic thing. Concerning the beginning. Hmm. Thank you, Lord. Hmm. Hmm. Before Isaiah, look at Ecclesiastes three eleven. Ecclesiastes 3.11 He had made every, everything beautiful in his time. Also he had set the world in their heart so that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. People of God, nobody in this world all right, can ever, ever know what God does. Let's read again. He had set everything beautiful in his time. Also, he had set the world in their heart. Which heart? The heart of things he has made. Like he has hidden answers. Okay? So that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. Nobody can find out. Are you seeing the picture of who God is? Nobody can find out what he's doing from the beginning to the end. Yet, in everything he does, human beings are involved. But you cannot find out what he's doing. So that he may have the preeminence of all things. Let's, let's move on. 
Look at Isaiah 48, 16. Isaiah 48, 16. Come ye near unto me. Hear ye this. I have not spoken in secret from the beginning. <laughs> from the time that it was. There am I. And now the Lord God and the Spirit. And his Spirit had sent me. Now this Isaiah saying, God has sent me. And from the beginning, whatever it was. I haven't spoken in secret. So come ye near unto me, hear ye this, I have not spoken in secret from the beginning, and from the time that it was, there am I, and now the Lord God and his spirit hath sent me. Isaiah is saying that right from the beginning of whatever, I haven't spoken in secret. Whatever I've been told to say, I say it. He says, and now the Lord God and his spirit hath sent me. 17. Thus saith the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord thy God, which teacheth thee to profit, which leadeth thee by the way that thou shouldest go. Wait. God says that I lead you where you should go. You want to understand life. You want to understand this world. You're a child of God. Everywhere you've been, was it the Lord leading you? Can you confirm? No. No. We can't confirm. Everywhere you have been in your life, ever since you knew Christ, has it been the Lord leading you everywhere you've been? You only know if he told you to. Take left, take right, go there, go here. Does it always happen? <laughs> Does it mean God is not speaking? Because there are testimonies of people going where they were asked to go. You understand? I can even give my own testimonies on this. But it is not an everyday affair. Let's put every Christian aside. Those people who are the Jews that were really connected to God, okay, up to now. Now, very simple picture. You remember Nazi Germany, where the Jews were wiped out. They were what? Jews. God's chosen people. Supposed to lead them where they go. Did he lead them to Germany? So Adolf Hitler will, hit, will kill them. Ma, is it? Mike met, uh, Miles Moreau. Do you know him? He, his wife, children, and a pastor died in a plane crash. On ministerial not a pen could be found. They were burnt. They were not going to have party. They were on a ministerial journey. In a personal jet 
well taken care of. Before they move, they have made sure everything was in order. They blew into thin air. Kobe, this guy died in his private jet. Was he going on the ministerial journey? No. His daughter was late. They had to rush to the game, right? And phew. Ambassadors of Christ, a sportsman, died the same death. Where was God? This is what Christians will ask. This is what the church asked. This is what their families asked. Right? Paul was arrested, take, being taken to Rome. They suffered a shipwreck. Now listen, listen to what Paul said. Are you here? Paul, Paul told the, the captain and all everybody on the, on the ship, he says, the angel of the Lord appeared to me last night and told me nobody will lose his life. See how God worked with Paul. Yet, how did he die? Do you, do you know how Paul died? Slaughtered. Isaiah, do you know how Isaiah died? He was running. He was running. Okay? They were after him. He hid between two trees. Like twin trees. And hid between them. And then the people used, you know, this saw. You hold one, I hold the other end. And then we cut through. They cut through the trees and cut through him. Were they not used by God? So why? 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 You want to understand your life? You want to understand God? You want to understand things that go on in this world? You will have the answer soon. Can I take you somewhere to Ecclesiastes 8.17 Ecclesiastes 8.17 Let's start from 15 or okay 14, 14 so that at least some clarity be there Are you there? Ecclesiastes 8 from verse 14 there is a vanity which is done now this is the, wh why I take the words of Solomon very serious is that God himself said to Solomon I'm going to give you wisdom that nobody ever could have so whatever this guy is saying is through the wisdom God gave him so it's very essential that we keep it there is vanity which is done upon the earth and there and there be just men unto whom it happeneth according to the work of the wicked Again, there be wicked men to whom it happened according to the work of the righteousness. I said this also is vanity. Who understands this? Read this from the Messenger Bible for me. Anyone? MSG.
Here's something that happens all the time and what? Makes no sense at all. Let's go. Good people get what's coming to the wicked. Good people are supposed to get good things. But he says good people get what? What is coming to the wicked? Go on. And bad people get what's coming to the good. And bad people get what is coming to the good people. Uh -huh, finish it. I tell you, this makes no sense. All right. It's smoke. It's what? It's smoke. This guy, Solomon, set his heart out to understand every work under this earth. You may ask yourself, why did Solomon find him died in an idol-worshipping temple? He was a man of God. God gave him that wisdom. After the guy studied everything, he himself got confused. Nobody can ever understand God. And nobody can ever understand your own life. And nobody can ever understand this world. Why? Let's move. Now look, look at 15. <clears throat> no, but look, what, how, how is it possible that good guys get what is coming to bad guys? Have you not seen good guys falsely imprisoned? And after some 40 years, they realized that they were innocent. 40 years of their lives wasted. What happened to the bad guys who were supposed to be in prison? They were chilling. It's not be even surprised that these bad guys, some of them became evangelists. Imagine. Are they going to be punished? Their sins are forgiven them. Yet someone suffered their punishment. Do you understand this life? Look at 15. Then I commended mirth. Because a man had no better thing under the sun than to eat and to drink and to be merry. For that shall abide with him of his labor the days of his life, which God giveth unto him under the sun. Is that not heartbreaking? That is like all you can get out of your sweat, your labor. Is what you got to enjoy. Eat, drink, make merry, and that's it because... According to Solomon, that is what it is to life. Every other, every other thing is complicated. The, yet the Bible says that God giveth the blessing. God maketh it rich and added no sorrow. Alright? Has anyone of us, how do I put this? Look at the billionaires of this world. Have they stopped working? Why? Elon Musk is worth how, how much? About 900 and something billion. Or what? A lot of billion. Let's say that it's about 900 and something. Or something. Now, the world, let's say approximately the world is 7 billion people. Or eight billion or ten billion, and he's supposed he should give every president in this world one billion. He's only going uh, one billion. He's going to give seven billion or eight billion out because the world is like eight billion people. Every person gets a billion. He's still going to get 
800 and something billion. Why is this still working? The world's richest people, why are they still working? Have you thought of it? Do you have any answer? No, you have billions. Why are you still working? Because you could really forget about working. You got billions. Why are they still working? You want to say something? With their billions. Yeah, you, you haven't listened to him yet. Nobody's work. But there are people to make them for him. Why do you even think again? That's the question. Let's put work. You have the money. Why are you thinking of doing more? Thank you. That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> it's held up where? If all the stockholders pull out, he's, he's done. That is why the gate got smarter. He got smart, smarter than them. He moved into philanthropy. What was the right word? Philanthropy. Where is a foundation? You donate. Right? We go to these people, Africa, Bangladesh, go do stuff. Come back, fax, file return, tell the government we did this. And then they get even more back. This guy said, he was a soldier. This is what he said. He said, in war, the politicians provide the ammunition, the rich provide the food the poor give their children into the army and then said when it's over the politicians take back the remaining ammunitions the rich men grow more food and the poor go look for graves where their children died is it true Has any billionaire's child gone into war willingly? Before the war even was that, would their children be in that country? Maybe it's not true. But let me give you an example. In Ghana, NDC we're going to have a very heavy 
demonstration, protest. Okay. Which Muhammad himself said, whatever happens will happen. All the people recruited were minus his children. Then they asked him, why are your children not part of it? He says, they cannot be part. If you go to everywhere where the politi politics, and then you have foot soldiers, okay, they are ready to die for the party. The MPs, the ministers, whatever. Their kids are not part. Why is it so? The people who are telling us about abortion, like Bill Gates and his wife, advocating that abortion is good. Because he said in the TED talk, through new vaccines, through the reproductive health services, and through the health service itself, we can bring down the population of the world 1 to 1.5 percent. That means you're looking at about 3 billion people being killed through new vaccines, reproductive health services, and then the health services. What was it going to do with the reproductive health services? Abortions. Yet you have kids and you didn't abort. Why? A guy stood, I have the video, and then he said this, now we are able to hack into human beings. If you want the video, I have it. Listen to what this guy said. It was not possible before. You couldn't hack into humans, could you? You couldn't. He says, now we can, have, we can hack into humans and know how to control human beings. Just get under their skin. He went deep into it. When the cameras were going, the cameras were going around. I saw these people that I could recognize. Biden and the guy who acted Titanic. What was his name? Very dangerous guy. Right there at the front seat. Hearing how human beings could be hacked. If somebody sits at a meeting... These meetings are, you are invited strictly by invitation. It's a group. You have to be part of it. It's not like, okay, let me just go and listen and judge them. No. If somebody like this could be in a meeting, hear how you can hack human beings, and comes to tell you, I have provided something that will pro protect your life, you want to trust him. Politics is like religion. Are you hearing me? Christianity is not a religion. Jesus didn't bring religion. He brought a life. Religion is the same and it's so painful that the leaders of Christianity now, most of them have allowed religiosity to enter Christianity. That is why you are seeing the will of Christian leadership to control people. 
Christianity was never for anyone to control anyone. It was for all of us to be led by the Spirit. But some were chosen to help those who don't know to come up to the level of full maturity to walk in the Spirit. Is that what we see? Why would I look at you? The senior pastor kneeled down before you to talk to you. That's religion. And that's politics. That's why God keeps calling reformation. Yes, in Christianity, people were chosen to bring reformation. Okay? And they couldn't finish because they got to a level and it stopped. They were out. Why? It's very simple. Until we see power not as a means of authority, but as a means of serving. Nothing changes as you want it to. Alright? 16. Our time is up. When I applied my heart to know wisdom and to see the business that is done upon the earth, for also there is that neither day nor night seeth sleep with his eyes. That's another thing to talk about. 17. When I beheld all the work of God, that a man cannot find out the work that is done under the sun, because though a man labor to seek it out, Yet he shall not find it. Yea, father, though a wise man think to know it, he sh yet shall he not be able to find it. People of God, until we understand the works under the sun, we cannot understand our lives. Because we are living our lives under the sun. That's what he says. And is it not true? These guys have tried to see, oh, so this is how it is. Um, you've been able to figure out this scientifically, technology-wise. But they come back to the same thing. It all lies in confusion. And then it becomes a religion. What science meant... To control people's life. No. Why is science. Controlling people's life now. Was technology meant. To control people's life. Why is it doing the same thing now. I told you how. These Freemasons. They planned centuries ago that in this 21st century, mentioned the year from 2021, how they will use science as a means of dictatorship in this world. Is it not happening? Is it not happening? Was God silent? Was not, was not God aware? 
One thing. Jesus gave the power to the church. Right? He says, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. That means whatever you you do not permit will not be permitted in heaven. Whatever you allow will be allowed in heaven. Alright? Don't we pray for God to keep the word and to keep us safe? So why did this thing still happen? It's not like people were not praying for the world. Prayers were going on. And it also still took prayer to tame this thing. Finally, Ecclesiastes 3, from verse 16, I'm reading from the message. I took another look at what was going on. The very place of judgment, corrupt. The very place of righteousness, corrupt. I said to myself, God will judge righteous and wicked. There was a right time for everything every deed and there's no getting around it i said to myself regarding the human race god's testing the lot of us showing us up as nothing but animals humans and animals come to the same end humans die animals die we all breathe the same air so there's really no advantage in, in, in being human. None. Everything is smoke. We all end up in the same place. We all came from dust. We all end up as dust. Nobody knows for, for sure that the human spirit rises to heaven or that the animal spirit sinks into the earth. So I made up my mind. That there's nothing better for us men and women than to have a good time in whatever we do. That's our lot. Who knows if there's anything else to life? This statement Solomon made was the beginning of atheism where people do not believe there is God. Nor do they believe there is any life after death. Because the wisest man ever lived made the statement. But of course, after the incoming of Jesus, he promised that I'll go to my father. In my father's house, there are many mansions. So now we know that when the righteous die, that's the place they go. But this side is what I want us, I want us to look at. God's, God's testing the lot of us, showing us up as nothing. By the animals. Of course, Paul said it. Proverbs said it. God tests the heart. He did it to Abraham. He says, now I know that thou feareth me. Touch not the lad. But look, there's a provision of a ram, right? A lamb or whatever. Why will a supreme being as God test his handmaid? Why will he test human beings? He made us. Why will he test us? 
He made us. Why would he test us? He said unto Moses, I've been looking for whom to challenge me. I want to use Pharaoh. I will make sure, even when he wants you guys to go, I will make sure he relents. He changes his mind and says, no, I will provoke him to disobedience just to let the game go on. Why will God test us? And why will God ever even say, I'm going to challenge a human being, Pharaoh? Can I give you this picture? Each and every one of us is a spirit. You know it. Man is a spirit, has a soul, and lives in the body. So, although we are called human beings, we are spirits first. When I look at you, I'm not seeing, I see you in your housing, but this is not you. The one watching me is you. Do you catch it? That's why somebody can go blind. Life is not the end for the person because it's a spirit. And God is the father of spirits. There's a song like, Okay? He's a lot of all flesh, but he's the father of spirits. Hear me well, please. And because we are spirits, in the realms of the spirit world, although you don't see yourself operating in the realms of the spirit, as at the level you are now, you are still operating in the spirit. If a car is parked in a garage, it's still called a car. Yes, it's parked. It has every component of what is qualifies it to be called a car. So the fact that you don't see yourself in the realms of the spirit doesn't change the fact that you are a spirit. What it means is that you got to up your game and be in the be alive in the spirit because things are fighting you every day the reason why you don't understand your life is you don't understand spiritual things the reason why you don't understand this world is because we don't understand spiritual things and the reason why we cannot understand what god is doing is because he is a spirit and he you can only see what he does if he gives you the grace to see. But to all of us, has he given the grace to have access to the spiritual realm? You shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. That power is spirit. Haven't you seen people fall under the power? Who pushed them? You pray. It's a spiritual activity. You have scriptures. It's a spiritual activity. If you do not educate your spirit to be able to 
control certain things in your life. Then Solomon says here, you find yourself as nothing but an animal. Do you understand? This is one of the reasons why we have church. See how the meaning of church has been turned around into business, merchandise, and personal gain. And because the church is not living up to its standard, the world has become bigger than the Christians. If all of us understood what we should do or endeavored to push and have our authority like Paul said to Timothy, lay hands on eternal life what was, what, was, what, what was he telling him? He was telling him, make use of the spirituality given to you by Jesus Christ. He says, by the prophecy we gave you, wage a warfare. Ah! They gave the guy a prophecy. And he told him, don't just see that prophecy as a tool to fight. That's the meaning of prophecy. Whatever is told you through the prophetic, God hands to you a tool, a weapon, a platform that you can stand on and fight. So, they overcame him by the blood of the lamp and the word of their testimony. And then the angel said to John, he said, don't worship me. He saw the angel to worship him. And he said, don't worship me. I'm also a fellow servant. Worship God for this for for the spirit of testimony. He says, uh, I, I am your fellow servant of those who have the testimony of Jesus. For this testimony we have is, is it the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of what? Prophecy. Anytime you have a testimony and you use it. In prayer, okay, God, you did this for me. I thank you. And because of this, I release in the name of Jesus. Greater things you are about to do. A spirit of prophecy has been released. Anything you find as favor from God is a weapon to fight with. Otherwise, the enemy will have you cry, think. Confused, he himself does not understand himself. Are you catching it? Satan himself does not even understand what is going on. Angels do not even understand the works of God. Read the Bible. Bible says through the church, God reveals his manifold wisdom. Through the church, who? So why is the church of God downgraded? Doctrine, religiosity, politics, greed, selfishness has 
has changed the face of the church. God calls for reformation. We have to go. See, when you have the chance to sing like you do and to hold microphones to back like you do, to play the keyboard, to play the drums, it's a gift for warfare. The moment you do it because you have to do it or you do it and it's on the shadows you open yourself to invite war because in the realms of darkness they see you lack understanding and they will fight you on the area very important to you in your life I'm not joking That is why I said to some people, probably the reason why they went far from me, I said to them, you can say and play around anything about me, I don't care. You joke with my calling, you are dead. I said to, I've, I've said to a lot of people, the only thing that gives me the key to have weapons open for me as my little obedience in this ministry called Christianity. The moment you allow anyone to play around your gift, play around your Christian calling, to make you not value or be effective, or you allow anything, any excuse, to make you not value, uh, work hard or make you limited in the things you do in church, in, in, in Christianity. The moment you allow these things to allow you into moving into limited editions of your Christian work, that which was sent against you walks in and God cannot stop it. Why? Because there are protocols and if you don't find yourself functioning well you are done because life cannot be understood do you catch it whatever i solomon said whatever your your hands find it to do do it well are you catching it? He says, do it well. Because these things we do, preaching, instruments, singing, unbelievers are also doing it in their own way. Right? When you speak with these guys, they tell you, I'm in the studio always, trying to do this, trying to, do that, to bring out a song, what is not even about God? And then you talk to those gospel musicians. And then you know that that's not what they do. <laughs> it is only in Christianity that most of us 
the things we are given to be able to do for God in, in Christianity, they only come second or third. Our priority, our priorities are not the things we are able to do for God. It's only in Christianity. Go to the Hindus, the Hare Krishnas. Their idols are their priorities. It's not like that with Christianity. Why? We see a fallen leadership and we follow suit. Who will be serious in the church if you realize that the pastors in the church are fighting? And now the church members have to take a stand. I support Apollos. I support Paul. And Paul told them, or everything is yours, whether Paul or Apollos. Why are you dividing? But then the people will go down in everything they do because they see leadership is not united. And when it happens like that, the devil comes in, not just into the church, to every individual who has taken a stand to support one of them. Because you are weakened by such leadership. You can't change the world. Like you say, hey, you can change the world. You can change your world, your life. And then you start imparting positively what you have to those around you. And if they respond to that energy, they transmit the same energy to others. And then the world is becoming a little bit of a better place. But you see, in the course of transmitting energy to others, where they also receive that energy and transfer it to other people, in the course of it, some backslide. Some backslide. I had a guy I imparted the spirit of visions into. Later I heard that God had fallen. Because I was not there anymore to help him. And who would help him? So you see, he received the energy, but in the way, he fell. I was so sad. But what could you do? I beg you. The weapons we are given is a gift. You can't understand God. Yet he has provided some th tools for us to help us in our lives because we have accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Let's use these tools. They are called gifts and talents. Let's use them and fight. What is Russia using? What they have. The dangerous weapons they have. So imagine you in what you can do whether singing, whether instruments, whether preaching, use your weapon. Imagine the victories. But it has become business and politics and religiosity. And for those who are not into this religiosity stuff, 
and they just want to serve God. They lack tutoring. And those who have also gotten the tutoring, they lack the charisma, the enthusiasm to advance in it. Until we solve this personal problems, we are not yet winning. Communion, please. Any questions? Any questions? Any remarks? Any contributions? Thank you. Oh Lord, my God. When I in awesome wonder consider all the works thy hands had made, I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, the path throughout the universe display. Oh Lord my God, oh Lord my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all hmm. oh I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder. Hey, the path throughout the universe that sings my soul, that sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. Oh, how great thou art! How great thou art! art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art, how great thou, oh, how great thou art, how great thou. Is it not great indeed? He's able to use spirits, bad spirits, good spirits. He does this, does that, does what he likes. <laughs> Isn't that great indeed? That's why you have to be very careful walking with God. Because he's very dangerous and yet very loving. And that is true. Very loving people are also very dangerous people. Hold him well and allow him to use you in any way. This is what gives you the best time with him. This is what gives you your slot to walk in his mercies. This is what gives you the advantage that you may have what we call bias love that's like God loves you more. 
It's because of how far you've given your life to him. The sin A committed that brought him to nothing. Same sin B committed and he's still powerful. Why? How far you've gone with God determines. And sometimes a leader's grace spreads like the eagle's wings and covers those part of that leadership. And so there's an extension of a deeper grace in certain congregations than the others. Let's be wise. You have the communion, pray to God. You know what to do. Oh, Savior God to thee, how great thou art, man how great thou art. How great thou art. Hey, Likova Hades, Brehadisha. Yet another weapon to fight with in our hands called communion. How great thou art. Likova Lado, Saint Dilivi Kevala de Bro, Veredi Kajda. Oh, Zilibohon de Brala, Fastuli Kedash, Zibelova Haradista. Manduro say it is like Hovalahash dos Telebrahidest. Poloro Zendi Vahalado Sebradi Velo Hoste. Manduro Shalabradu de Lebrea. Dulanda Zelende Vradukoros de. Loches Blihada da Pe Shora di Badusa. Valoro Zendarabro Tovaladia. Andaranabro Valadaba. Lozende, Levradise, Loki Valor, Jeleden, Carol of Edexa. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For blessing us with this weapon in our hands. For blessing us with this weapon in our hands. Hmm. Thank you, Lord. You see our weak blessed. Hmm. Help us, Lord. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Now we declare in the name of Jesus that the blessings of God will abide with us throughout the week. That he will keep us safe and sound. And we shall gather in here in peace. And not in pieces. Thank you in Jesus' name, Lord. Amen. Hmm. All right. Thank you, Father. Hmm. So today is 27th. So the all night is two weeks from now. All right. This Friday. 
Today is 27th. 28th. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. This Friday. Oh, I can't wait. Glory to God. Can't wait. Can I show you a scripture? Then we close. Jude. From the Message Bible. Jude 17 to 19. Probably to 23. We will use 24, 25 today to do our closing. We will not use TPT today. So dear, Jude from 17, Message Bible. From 14. Let's start from 14. I mean, I wish we could start from the head, the top, but hmm. okay, from fourteen, Enoch, the seventh after Adam, prophesied of them. Look, the master comes with thousands of holy angels to bring judgment against them all, convicting each person of every defiling act of shameless sacrilege, of every dirty uh, word they spewed of the. Uh, Pious filth. Hmm. These are the complainers, the belly aches, the grabbing, sorry, grabbing for the biggest piece of the pie, talking big, saying anything they think will get them ahead. <laughs> but remember, dear friends, that the apostles of our Master Jesus Christ told us this would happen. In the last days, there will be people who don't take these things seriously anymore. They will treat them like a joke. And make a religion of their own whims and lusts. These are the ones who split churches, thinking only for themselves. There was nothing to them, no sign of the Spirit. But you, dear friends, carefully build yourselves up in this most holy faith by praying in the Holy Spirit. Stay right at the center of God's love, keeping your arms open and outstretched ready for the mercy of our master jesus christ this is the unending life the real life so if you don't understand your life pick up this one it becomes your real life what is your real life carefully build yourselves up in them in this most holy faith by praying in the holy spirit staying right at the center of God's love. Right at that center of God's love. Keeping your arms open and outstretched. Ready for the mercy of our master Jesus Christ. Okay. Try to do this. That's why I gave you the challenge. To pray two hours in tongues. It was to let you understand. That there was another life you can build. In Christ. By taking seriously. The things he has given you to be able to do. And advancing to touch the, the hard ones that you can't also do. That's why you made that list. So that you can start touching the things that are very hard for you to do. Build this life. So that you can have mercies from God. Always working for you. Alright? Let's be on our feet. God bless you. And let's take 24 to 25. As we close. I'm open for questions. You can text them to me. Sometimes I, I wait. I don't get questions. <laughs> 24, 25, Jude 1 from the Message Bible. Are we ready? One, till we go. And now to him who can keep you on... No. Who can keep me? Okay. 
want to go. And now to him who can keep me on my feet, standing tall in his bright presence, fresh and celebrating to our one God, our only Savior through Jesus Christ, our Master with glory, majesty, strength, and rule before all time and now and to the end of all times. Yes. That yes means amen. Compare this to TPT. Which one do you think it's? <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, speak for yourself. God bless you for coming. <laughs>